It's time for Larry No Spot! My guest tonight, Iowa's own Hawkeye, John Blue! Oops! And from the bubble in Florida, the Magnificent Sherman! And I'm your host, Larry the F. The see some bangers last night as Mike Green would call him out from say Duncan Robinson behind the arc as those hot hot heats went up 2-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals 10-1 in the playoffs they are killing it I love this team Uh, John I know you feel the same you were talking you're talking about heat culture dude that i i can't get enough of it i mean all the stuff i read about the like they're all about attitude work ethic and it's just it's just like the ultimate american story i'm sorry i'm a sucker for this stuff Uh i think i think it's great i love it i just love how perfectly jimmy butler fits into all that Mm mm-hmm great and Duncan Robinson and mm-hmm. Goron and Bam and everybody is just it's just spot on there. Yeah. Every, God. Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. Who had the four point play yesterday. <laughs> he kicked his leg out, but that's all right. That's okay. Yeah. He's got RLS. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. But damn, I mean. It looks at this point like they're going to make the finals. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't count Boston out quite yet, but up to nothing and cruising like they have been. It's just I, amazing. I don't, I would not count Boston out. Boston still has another card to play if, you know, um, I mean. <laughs> the Gordon maybe. Hayward I, I, card? What's that? The Gordon Hayward card? If, if Hayward comes back, and I also think they can, um, they can, they can change stuff up between games too like they obviously changed things up between one and two and they came out super hot um and Kemba was on fire yeah. in the first half and he looked like a world beater and I think you know then the heat adjusted at halftime and you know turned bam loose and <laughs> so it's like I feel like I feel like Boston has more cards to play including the Hayward one so I'm not I don't think it's over for sure. Uh, I mean, Kemba even came out when he came into the fourth quarter. He hit a three immediately. There were lots of points where that game, I mean, they, like in the first game, they were up by double digits in the second half. And then just mm-hmm. Miami doesn't stop. How about that uh, inbounds pass that was stolen by Derek Jones Jr.? That was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, that's, a, that's a head shaker. That brings back memories of... Uh, of Reggie, of Reggie Miller, <laughs> is eight points in totally. nine seconds. 
Man, um, when we were uh, previewing and, and predicting the uh, the postseason, uh, we were all saying, wow, that Miami, they've got something. To, they're really going to shake things up. I, I did not anticipate this. Um, and, and, you know, I like the way that both the Celtics and the Heat are built. I think there's no – I think – the Heat have eight players who average double figures and then a couple more who are averaging eight or nine points a game. That's awesome. And nobody averaging over 20 for the regular season. I mean, that's, that's very, you know, very, very Detroit Pistons of the turn of the century. I really, really like it a lot. It's a team game. It's wonderful. I don't think Gordon Hayward adds that much. I, I think he does add a lot but that at the detriment of taking away stuff from other people. So uh, you add Gordon Hayward and then Jason Tatum's production goes down and Kemba Walker's production goes down. I don't think he's enough. I think he adds more than he detracts, but I think that 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 addition that he's going to bring combined with what he is going to take away from the other players on the team is definitely not enough to win four out of five games. Yeah. I think, I think he, I think you're right in some respects, but he also takes, he also puts guys back on the bench who should be on the bench, like Simi Ojale and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right? right. So yeah. And he's, and he's tall. Like he's, he's got skills. He's got skills. And he for moves, sure. He's got skills. He moves without the ball. Like he's been doing that his whole career. And I think, Boston, when they're moving, is good. And when they're trying to do the half-court offense where they're just kind of standing around, then they pretty much suck. I mean, the difference between – I'll take what you just said. The difference between Miami and Boston is that Miami doesn't have anybody who belongs on the bench. Yeah. Except for Udonis Haslam. And, he, and he's fine there. Big yeah. locker room guy. He's a yeah. huge locker room guy. He's the kind of guy you want to have around for sure. Um, plus, he's like eighty-seven years old. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he looks. He looks like Bill Russell. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, they've got ten guys up and down that should be out there all the time. Kelly Olenek. I thought he was a starter. He's not a starter. Kelly I think Olenek he was starting ball. earlier in the playoffs. That guy's a great player, like yeah. a like a really solid, dependable player. Um, yeah, he had a big uh, three point play. That, that three pointer was ridiculous off the glass. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. Th- that shouldn't count. <laughs> um, but what should count and continues to count is Bam Adebayo's production. I am a huge Bam fan. That guy is. I'll go ahead and say it. He's a great player. He is. He's, I mean, he's raised his stock immensely this postseason, mm-hmm. possibly passing. Like I was thinking before this, you probably would have said Pascal Siakam's the better player before this bubble started. I probably would have said that. I don't think I'm mm-hmm. saying that anymore. Yeah. Look at the all NBA teams. I mean, Siakam was ahead of him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I think also though, in some I was reading today, like just about Spo and and bam right like bam looked bad in parts of the first half yesterday 
right? Like he was doing things that were outside his comfort zone, like some of the shots he was getting and things like that. And so Spoh's like, all right, let's, uh, you know, do this, get, let's do screen rolls and let him run to the run to the rim and open it up. And then they just kept killing the Celtics with that in the yeah. second half. But Bam looked bad in the first half for, for times yeah. on the offense. He sure made up for it with those 87 dunks that he had <laughs> oh, yeah. in the third corner. In the third and that's, quarter. But that that's, wild. that's Bam and that's good coaching, I yeah. think, to like put, put him in the situations to succeed. Um, did you see that one play where they did a uh, pick and roll of Goron and Bam and then like Bam got double covered and just Goron just like turned on the Jets, goes right past them. And then I think Tice was the only one back. So he still had to like do a layup really high off the glass to avoid a block by Tice. And it just like gets that roll. Hey, man, Goran Dragic is going to have to win the NBA title in order for me to not think of him as what are you doing, Dragic? <laughs> Did you not know that Derrick Rose can go upstairs? <laughs> you remember when he got dunked on by Derrick Rose? He like cocked it behind his head and dunked all over him. That's how I remember Goran Dragic. Yep. Yeah. I, I, that's how it was that in his Phoenix days. I believe Must it was. Yeah. yeah, I Must think it been. was. It was like 2010. Yeah, because Derrick Rose hasn't been dunking in the last <laughs> five years or so. Not like that. Yeah. Wow. That's probably his motivating factor for these playoffs. It's just like <laughs> in the back of his mind, thinking of that time that Derrick Rose dunked on him. Uh, dude, and he he is so electric in the, like the way he can stop and throw throw things off the glass, either from right underneath or just like, you know, from 10 feet out. Like he's he's good. He yeah. really is. I'm really, really impressed with how this team's put together. And for so little. Undrafted player, a mm. lot of players drafted in the in the teens. Really, yeah. really solid, solid lineup that plays well together and plays for each other. I I see Boston not doing that all the time. They do that quite a bit. They they are they are a good solid team, but I can see I can see the seams sometimes. Yeah, I think if you're talking about good cohesive teams, Boston is going to look better than almost anyone you compare them with, right? Like they are, I think they're really cohesive and really good. They just, they're not Miami and they're not Toronto maybe in terms of cohesiveness and stuff. But but yeah, Boston is, Boston's good. They're really good. The East is very good. The East is very good. It's wonderful to say that. The East is quite good. And interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of course, the West is too. Yeah. Love it. I mean, uh, yeah, the East, I feel like Milwaukee getting beat, it's it's a bit of a surprise, but not shocking. Because I think we always knew the East had a bunch of teams that were kind of all very good in different ways. Uh, The Clippers getting beat, that's a little bit surprising. Boy, they turned the world, Denver turned the world upside down for like six hours. People were like, what's happening? I don't know what reality is. This is crazy. (laughs) They're down 3-1. Yeah. Um, Jamal Murray, again, (laughs) he'll go hot and cold. He'll sometimes play like he's, I don't know, uh, Kobe. Right? Like, I don't, I don't think, um, I think Jamal Murray could get one or two games out of the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I don't I, think this is over at all. No. 
over meaning the you, you don't think it's a shoe in for the Lakers. I do not. Yeah. And granted, I've been wrong every series for Denver so far. Yeah. So I thought Utah had him after game two. I thought LA had him after game one. And yeah, so I'm totally wrong. But I think they can I think they can hang with LA. I really do. Jokic, uh, another player who's made a big step up this year, or at least in in the playoffs. And also just... hot and cold, though. Like, I, there's times that I look at Jokic and I'm like, you realize it's the postseason, right? <laughs> I think that's just his like resting face and, and body language. He just always looks like uh, kind of slubby. He seems like the kind of kid that picked his nose a lot as a child. Hey, I mean, sometimes there's a lot there to pick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, go ahead. Nobody's talking about this, but this season has been so interesting for so many reasons. What happens when Steph Curry's priority stops being holy moly and becomes basketball again? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you guys watch Holy Moly? No, I have not watched Holy Moly. Yeah, I watched it. What is Holy Moly? Oh, it's a miniature golf reality oh, show. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a good name for it. Yeah, it's hosted by uh, Rob Riggle. And it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's actually pretty fun. Um, I'm really fascinated at what this uh, looks like. I don't, I don't think that there is any coincidence that Andre Iguodala is on the heat. And they've made it this far. I would be surprised. I would not be surprised if losing Andre Iguodala is the undoing of the Golden State Warriors. Oh, wow. Whoa. That's that's a prediction. I said it. I yeah. said it. You said it here I first. Said it. I said it out loud. Yeah. He was part of he was part of the big four that went to go get Kevin Durant. He was part of that trip. The Hamptons four? Hamptons. Lest five? we not forget. Yes. <laughs> that big Well, right, but that's but that guy who that player he was then is gone. Whether Great he's on the team guy. or not. Great locker room guy. <laughs> Great locker room I'm telling you, he's he's a straight up winner. He used to play with Allen Iverson. He's a straight up winner. He was in Denver for a season or two as well. I don't remember That's right. how well they did. Um, not great. Carmelo Anthony was on that team. Was it still? Did he? I mean, he may not have overlapped with Carmelo. Carmelo may have already been on the Knicks. Oh, I thought he did. Yeah, I. I J.R. Smith definitely did. <laughs> J.R. Smith has followed Melo around and still is following him, but Melo's trying to trying to lose him. Yeah. Wait, wasn't who is it on Denver now that was the the last Denver pick from the Mellow trade? The last pick swap is that could that have Murray? it could have been Murray, yeah. Or is it? Yeah, because it's not Jokic because Jokic was taken second round, right? Um, I think it I was Jamal Murray. It's, I think Jamal Murray was one of the was probably picked in twenty sixteen. I think the picks were twenty fourteen and sixteen. I think, uh, yeah. yeah. So, and it was considered not a great draft. That's where Jamal Murray and Jalen Brown were taken. Or not, it was just like there was no superstar really in that draft. Yeah. A lot of guys like who people weren't sure if they were going to turn out to be good. And yeah, Brown and Murray have turned out think, to be good. 
Do you think Murray will end up like Tracy McGrady or end up like um, Clay Thompson? Like both superstars in their own rights, but one is someone who we remember, who we will remember and remember. And Tracy McGrady is like, I will never forget Tracy McGrady. <laughs> I thought that guy was great. He was great. I thought he was fantastic. And I, sometimes I'll go back and watch his, like, what was it? 13 points in 30 seconds against the Spurs. Oh yeah. His highlights are great. Now, if I were Jeff Van Gundy, when I was coaching, coaching that team, I would have been like, if we, if it was like a night in February, I'd have been like, you know what, Tracy, whatever. Night doesn't matter. Go for a hundred. <laughs> like, and, and McGrady, I, McGrady could have gotten it. He was that good. He was that good. But he never won. Yeah. But that's, again, that's the, that's, that's this ridiculous, like thing we put on all these guys. Well, then Barkley sucked too. Okay. I'm with you. Robert Ori. You know, Robert Ori is the greatest player of all time. <laughs> no, McGrady was great. Grady was great. Yeah. His career was a little short though. Yeah. He got yeah. injured late. Yeah. I mean, he lost a lot of his, his like, like explosiveness, but um, man, the guy could pass, the guy could shoot, he could dribble. He was, he was amazing. How, okay. Let's say Denver wins the title. How will we remember Jamal Murray? Like, do you think he'll continue to be a contender for the next six to 10 years or mm-hmm much like McGrady, will never be a contender. Well, I think the Denver team is set up very nicely to contend for the next few years. Uh, even though I still I still wouldn't put Jamal Murray, even after this playoff run, in like the top, top tier of players. Uh, Jokic, uh, I have to really rethink if he cracks that top tier, because maybe now he does. Mm-hmm. People have been talking about him being the best center in the league for a little while now. Yeah. I mean, he's clearly. Um, I think Jamal Murray's a better player, better team leader, better offensive player. Jokic just got that floor vision. He can't play defense. Right. Yeah, he can't play defense. But offensively, I would take him over Murray any day. I think I I would too. Like in a one-on-one game, no, but like just in in a team basketball game, the way yeah, the court vision I think really puts is what puts him over the top. Yeah. Better passer, him or LeBron? What's that? Better passer, him or LeBron? Uh, I would say LeBron, but it's not. It's not as far, not a big adult, as big a delta as it is for everybody else. I think it's LeBron and then Jokic and then kind of everybody else. Really, you think he's number two? I mean, in terms of like what he can do, just because he's tall, yeah. right? Like, I mean, I'm sorry, Chris Paul's a great passer, but he's six feet tall. <laughs> like, he can't do the same stuff that Jokic can do. I, I don't know. Yeah, did you see in the Clipper, in the game seven, where they beat the Clippers? And it was already over at this point, but like the last pass that Jokic had, just like tossing it totally over his head. Man, if I was the Clippers, I would have punched him in the face. I'm like, you don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. And then someone who was guarding Jamal Murray there, there was a little bit of like, it oh, might yeah. have been Beverly. I think it was Pat Beverly. Yeah. yeah. It was a little bit yeah. of a hit while he was in the air. Oh, yeah. I think he was right to do that. Yeah. That's don't a little, do that nonsense. Don't do some trickery. Don't do that. Some We're going wrong. Yeah, well, maybe don't celebrate like all five of your championships before you win two playoff <laughs> series. Yeah. Well, like, 
Right. I know the Clippers, no one likes the Clippers. They had it coming. Fuck them. <laughs> Whoa. <Yeah>. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Uh, because of the way they played in these playoffs, or did you feel that for a while? No, I just think I think they were they were the the team that like you know talked it up like they were they were great. Like don't get me wrong, I love Beverly, like great Rocket back in back in the day, and I like that he's that he's. I mean, he's a dirty player, obviously. Um, when he injured Westbrook that time mm. in the playoffs, but like he's 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 scrappy, and I like that he that he works hard, but. Yeah, I mean the Clippers and the way they anointed themselves and talked to the shit. Yeah, they didn't earn it. Yeah, you definitely shouldn't do that if you're playing for the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, of their. I mean resume. that's a that's a cursed franchise, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Chris Kane. Um, so, I mean, like, I think you make the trade again if you had to, but that those like trading all those draft picks for Paul George, uh, Paul George, who was terrible in these playoffs. Mm. And now Kawhi and George have one more guaranteed year with the Clippers. Mm -hmm. And then both of them could opt out if they don't see it going well. Don't underestimate Kawhi Leonard. I think he will be back. I think this will be a lot of motivation for him. I can't speak for Paul George. Yeah. Paul, I mean, he, he's, Skill-wise, he's he's way better than what he showed. There's no question that Paul George is still a very good player. And I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. What like what what do you guys think is is missing in LA? Nothing. That's just it. Like it, like the closing. Mm-hmm. I think I, I don't think they should make a lot of changes. I think they should come right back at it. They have a great squad. Yeah, I think they're gonna have to. I mean, they have no choice but to run it back because they have they have no future assets anymore. Oklahoma City owns basically all their picks, I think and the Knicks place. and the Knicks own their pick this year because uh, they traded Marcus Morris. Yeah. That's what the, like probably the yeah, only the good moves the Knicks did ever. And what? Yeah. What the, he was the last piece. Oh yeah. So the championship the right there. He was the linchpin. Um, no, I'll tell you, the, the Clippers, um, I think Kawhi will be back. I'm worried about Kawhi, quite honestly. I think really? Kawhi's one of the two or three best players in the league, but I think he's not 100% physically, and I don't know that he ever will be again. And I think that that's going to be a factor going forward. Um, but, but yeah, he's, he's great. Um, no, I'll, I'll tell you what, with the, the Clippers, it comes down to Doc Rivers. I mean, it sucks because, like, Doc Rivers – so he is, he has, his emotional intelligence is like off the charts, right? Like he is the, the best when it comes to that. If he were working for a company, like I would go work for him. I love yeah. the guy and his basketball totally. intelligence. Awesome too, right? Like he's obviously been in the game forever. He knows all this stuff. His weakness is his loyalty. And he sticks with these guys who shouldn't be at like Montrez Harrell, like all the numbers showed that Montrez Harrell should not have been on the court. Like people were saying that from game two on in this series and doc sticks with these guys because they're his guys. And that's why his, his players love him, but that's, that's not what you do. This is like, this is like, um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's, he, he's, he's a great coach, but I think if you get, if you lose three, one leads, multiple times in series 
like it shows that you don't make adjustments. And I think that's what coaching is all about is adjusting to this changing situation. And he did not adjust. Definitely. It's all about adjusting. Otherwise there's no need for a coach. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, look at Nick nurse against the Celtics. He threw every freaking shit, piece of shit against the wall. He got and got a, like a significantly worse team and he got him all the way to seven games. And Doc Rivers had definitely a better team and he blew a 3-1 lead. And so, but you can't change him out because again, the players love him and I think he's a great coach. I just, I don't know what you do. I really don't. I think you just run it back. I think you just run it back. I mean, I know that uh, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome is insanity. Um, but like Brian said, there's no choice. Right. And second, the ball bounces a few different ways and they're in the conference finals. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, I mean, they easily could have won game five and we're just not even talking about this right now. Right. Trez, I mean, Trez is a free agent this off season. Uh, I don't know if he's restricted or not. Um, he'll be an interesting one because it, the game is like moving away from his type of play. But he's a great regular season player. And he's I think a great he, player. Yeah. He, like, those second units for the Clippers during the regular season, like, the, the pick and roll game with him and Lou was just, that would just kill teams. And I think that's mm-hmm. still valuable. I think they bring him back, but I, it'll be interesting to see what kind of sa- uh, what kind of contract he gets. Yeah, I don't know. I I think Doc's great, but Doc Doc's loyalty to his players is like Coach Bud's loyalty to his like system. Mm-hmm. Like he he just Coach Bud's like, no, my system's gonna work. My system's gonna work, and right up until the point he's out of the playoffs. And Doc's like, my guys are going to come through. They're my guys. They're my guys until he's out of the playoffs. That's a good, it's a good weakness to have. It is. <laughs> it is. Again, I love the guy and I would work for him. I would follow him to the ends of the earth. So I think he's a great guy. Well, just, the, the ends of the earth are in the conference semifinals. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's if he was doing something else besides basketball, I'm also not qualified to be a, like any sort of, position on a basketball team <laughs> hey, I, hey i know doc office. was a great player coach but uh we got this guy john blue he's <laughs> <laughs> no but if he was like in the front office like i'm not even qualified for that but there's lots of jobs he could do he could be a ceo of like a like a big company he's that he's that like switched on in terms of like 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 i said before emotional intelligence but then empathy and all that stuff like he has everything you would want in a leader i like it yeah and the way he put it when he was talking about the fear mongering going on and mm-hmm. especially Republican politics, like his quote about like, how are you the ones who have this fear when we're the ones being killed? Like he put it in a way uh, that was just beautiful and really, really moving. And that's why he would be a great CEO. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he would, he, he would be, Again, the loyalty thing, like he was not a good front office guy because mm. of his loyalty. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, listen, if uh, if he had to get rid of players, I'm sure he'd do it in a 
in a way that made them feel fine about the situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think he, you know, he doesn't even want to do that, you know? Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and neither do I. Like, again, that's who hard, does, right? right? Who does? Yeah. You're, you're a sociopath if, you're, uh, if you enjoy firing people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I've, I'm able to use that to hold on to my jobs. <laughs> uh, actually, one thing I want to push back a little on Bud is, I mean, for one, he, he lost the MVP for uh, a game or two. So that, and when, when Giannis was out, they still played really well and having, they played a really interesting game with, uh, what's his face? Middleton as kind of the dominant ball handler. So I feel like he could do other stuff, but he definitely didn't put it all together this year. I I think it's a little premature to just from these playoffs to say Bud's a bad coach. No, and I, 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 yeah, you're absolutely right. Like he's not Jerry Sloan, like doing it for 15 years and not getting through like, but I think he needs to, I think he needs to be more willing to adapt in the playoffs. That's it. Um, And I'm sure he probably will be smart guy. Yeah, absolutely. I I still think they should go after Chris Paul, even though they're good. Like we were talking last week, a new coach could change things and they have enough talent, but go for Chris Paul anyway, while you have Giannis, which may not be for long, just go for it. Yeah. And I think they have enough future picks to get it done. The LA Clippers, what's that face? I don't know. I just like, I don't have a lot of faith in Giannis or Chris Paul in the playoffs. Mm. I mean, Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul's been good in the playoffs. Like he's had some moments. He he went out in the first round this year and routinely goes out in the first round. I mean, but again, it's a team game, right? Like, um, he his his higher seeded teams have been upset a few times his Clippers teams and so forth but you know his team played to its seed this year I don't know how you like call that a playoff failure right they lost to the better team it's not a playoff failure um I think if you're a player who plays to your playoff seed though you have no hope to win a championship what about the number one seed? Yeah. You can even play to that. They face a number one seed. And if that number one seed has players who play above their seed, then you lose every time. Or they, they you know what I'm saying? They play. They, in the finals, they meet someone who has been also seeded. No, and I know. They meet the like, number one seed. I'm saying you have in the finals, in the playoffs, you have to up your game. And I haven't seen that from Giannis and I haven't seen that from Chris Paul. I've seen it from Chris Paul. I saw it the year they beat the Spurs in seven. I saw it with the Rockets against the the Warriors when they went up on them. I've seen it from Chris Paul. Not as consistently as the regular season, but I've seen it. He's good. Like I mean, you just referenced a you just referenced a, a a losing campaign in that in that defense. I just, I just don't like, if you're referencing a losing campaign against the Warriors, like, okay, sure. He, he gave him a good fight, but a good fight is not a, is not a championship. Um, and it's also not moving on in the, in the, in the playoffs, but it's also not an abject failure. No, right? I'm, like, not saying, I'm not saying that, Chris Paul's that is a failure. A failure. I'm not saying he's a failure. I'm just saying he doesn't do anything. 
he he wins some games and loses some games. And if that's how you if that's how you conduct yourself in the playoffs, you are not going to win a championship. I think this year I do think he played above his seed. It's just they there was a he hit the ceiling of what OKC was capable of. Definitely. Listen, I I really like Chris Paul as a player. I really like Chris Paul as a man. I really like Giannis as a player. I think I think they're I think they're tremendous. All I'm saying is in the playoffs, they haven't done anything. They haven't done much. And Chris Paul's been in the league for 15 years. So I don't think that's the answer for the Bucks. I, I do it's certainly an upgrade for what they have at, at point guard. Yeah, I don't know. I think because I think you can go back and you can say, you know, Jason Kidd didn't do anything in the playoffs, and then he was the answer for the Mavericks. Right. Right. Like he put them over the top. And like, I don't know. I just, I think it's a, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't think the, the binary you won or you didn't win. Like if you're not first, you're last. I don't think that, I don't think that holds up. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong, but I bet I'm not. Well, yeah. Cause you got the field. Like that's a, that's an easy bet to take, right? I'll take, <laughs> I'll take 30 to one. Sure. Listen, like whatever. Listen. Uh, all right. If these are, there's a lot of contingencies here. If Chris Paul goes to the bucks, they will not make it out of the second round. Wow. That I is, think that's wrong. I think you're that, wrong. But that we'll is my prediction. Okay. That, that I, would be I, awesome. Listen, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I don't see it happening. This I, is not, I, and, and this is not based on evidence. This is, this is based on total feel and how I've watched these players routinely conduct themselves. And I'm like, there is something missing. There is something missing right now. Just like there's something missing with Paul George. Oh, that I'm, I'm Paul, totally Paul George, a tremendous player. Oh right? my God. An awesome player. Top 15 in the league right now. What the hell was that? that no, was I'll do you one better because James Harden is an even better player than Paul George. It's I'm with also you. missing. I'm with you. He's got Russell. He had Russell Westbrook on his team and he had Chris Paul on his team. I, and, and James Harden and Giannis are very similar characters to me. They hate They're each dope. other. They're dope players. They're great players. Something's missing. James yeah. Harden. I mean, Paul George... It was just a epic failure this playoffs. I mean, James Harden still had some good moments in these playoffs and still played pretty well. Houston played okay up until the last game against the Lakers. Um, and and Paul, uh, sorry, Chris Paul was great in these playoffs and has had his moments. Giannis uh, obviously didn't do well in these playoffs, but like. I, I'm with you, John. I think if Chris Paul and Giannis, if you put them together next year, I think they at least get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Hey, I think they'll be exciting as hell. It, yeah. It's what I was talking about with um, Gordon Hayward. Like, when he comes back to the Celtics, he's going to bring a lot, but he's also going to detract a lot. And I, I think that both Chris Paul and Giannis bring a lot to their teams but also detract from their teams. And the evidence for this is that game that Chris Middleton was the man. They did pretty okay. They did mm-hmm. just fine. But when Giannis is on the court, Chris Middleton is 
Not an all-star. Well, he was an all-star. <laughs> but but I, I know what you're saying. Uh, not, playing, that, not, not playing like one. But part of that... In the regular season, it was. Part of that's also film, right? Like, Miami's not playing or not planning for Giannis to be out. So when Giannis goes out mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Middleton's the number one option, they're like, oh, shit. And they're reacting rather than... You know, it's like the backup quarterback comes in. And no one's got film on him, so he's a stud the first week. But yeah, I think that's more the case in football than basketball. We yeah. like you you know the roster, you know the 15 man roster when you're playing basketball and you can make quick adjustments there. I think Middleton just stepped up, but when Giannis is on the court, he uh and I think it's more of an emotional thing than probably. I had a coach who who told me that basketball is a game that's 90% mental and 10% physical. And I really believe that. And I think emotional, uh, the emotional uh, perspective of the players has a lot, a lot, a lot to do that way more than the analytics bear out. Um, And I saw, I just watching the, in the, in the playoffs, watching the body language of the other bucks and of Giannis, was not good. And it's because they faced quite a bit of adversity and they didn't know how to overcome that. And I see, again, I see that in Giannis and I see that in Chris Paul. And the fact that Chris Paul has not made it out of the second round. He's made it to the third round. Has he? Yeah. Has he though? (laughs) No, uh, no, you're right. You're right. But um, he just, he, he, he has not had a lot of success. No, Milwaukee this year, they definitely looked like they were ready to pack their bags at a certain point. Yeah. But I think the the uh, the lack of chemistry between Giannis and Middleton, like when Middleton kind of disappears, that's that's partly coaching. And that is just Bud had a scheme of like Giannis drives, and then if that doesn't work, kick it out. And then it's like, then what? They had no plan B after that. Well, also Giannis is is such a powerful player now that you have to get him to buy into the style of play before you get anybody else to buy into the style of play, right? And so if Bud's like, all right, we're going to play a team game, and Giannis is like, well, I'm the best player in the world. I'm the MVP. Why would I do that? Then you have to go, well, that's actually a good point, Giannis. And you have to you have to get that buy in from him before you get it from anybody else. Um, and then Chris Middleton Middleton's perspective is, you know, what am I just standing out here on the three point line while this dude like drives the lane like he's playing against middle schoolers? <laughs> this is boring. I don't want to be here. Yeah. Um, I think they should get rid of Middleton. I think they should try to trade. I think they should try to make a big trade. <laughs> Well, he's he's like the one player besides Giannis, obviously, that they could trade. Um, I I don't think so. I I still think if they're gonna, I think they're gonna they're gonna try to add. They're gonna think we were close, and I I think Giannis is a team player mentally. I don't think it. I do too. Out. I think it's more. I think it's more subtle than that. It's not yeah. him. It's not him outwardly saying I don't want to do this. It's him giving 95% instead of 100%. But that 5% is what's going to take you to the next round of the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, do you think, yeah, well, 
I don't know what what else is there for them to do if besides like the big Chris Paul swing. I think it's just kind of it's probably going to be mid like changing the role players from like Kyle Corver to someone else like that. I think that's how really... about how about this for a straight up trade? Yeah, Paul George for Chris Middleton. I mean, just I think straight up straight up trade. Uh huh. I think if you're the Bucks, you say yes immediately. Even despite the playoff performance of Paul George, Paul George is still the better player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Bucks would have to do that trade. Would the Clippers do it? I don't think so. I mean, even though they have reasons. He was so bad. He was so, he was bad. so bad. Oh, man. In that, in game and he's seven. been so bad. Yeah. And yeah, just, I, th- I think they would compliment each other nicely. Paul George is a much better defensive player than Chris Middleton. He's not a bad defensive He's player. not a bad defensive player. Not bad. Uh, Chris uh, Middleton, I, yeah, I don't think he's going to shoot. He's, I don't think no matter what, Chris Middleton would ever shoot as poorly as Paul George did this, <laughs> this offseason or this postseason. Really, that, that just bouncing off the top of the backboard was like, I was like man, is that, if, that's not a, if that's not a symbol for this epic breakdown, I think, I think they should try it just to, like, <laughs> just to, just to shake it up. Yeah, I, I don't um, think the Clippers would ever do that. Um. And I wouldn't do that if I was in charge of the Clippers. You have to just, again, just run it back and hope that these players just play like they're capable of. And Kawhi was great in the playoffs. No, I, I think none of us would question Kawhi's mental acuity. Yeah, not, not in that last game. He was not, not great no, in that last game. But he's had so many good games that like you could have one. One but I wonder if that last game was, I think that there might've been a little fatigue there. Yeah. Right. When was the last time he played every other night for weeks? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's so, a great point. So I would ask him, I would ask him like, do you straight up, do you hate Paul George and want him gone? <laughs> like that. <laughs> and then I would, I would, you know, base my further actions on that answer. Yeah, he's going to give you a weird answer. <laughs> he's going to be like, uh, what to do, baby? <laughs> you weirdo. You weirdo. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so funny. After Toronto won their championship, when they had the parade and stuff, all the players are like cheering him on for him saying like, what it do, baby? He got to be like the center of attention for the first time in his life. And it's just like, uh. boy, if it's not an indication, though, like he shouldn't have left Toronto. I, I feel like he shouldn't have left Toronto. I mean, right now it's looking like he probably shouldn't have basket for they would, they would have won. From, they would have they'd be in the finals again, at least. Yeah, definitely. Oh, they would have beaten Boston. I don't know why you would have done that, especially with if if Paul Paul George had a great coach, someone whose understanding of his minutes restrictions that he's imposing, and you mean Kawhi? Kawhi, yeah, 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 it's a great situation. A great situation. Run that back, man. If you win the championship, why wouldn't you run it back? I don't get that. I don't get that. I don't get that at all. Yeah. Why not just do it once? Like do a do a one year deal. The Warriors are nothing right. They they don't exist right now. Run it back. Run it back. What are you doing? Do, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah, do the one year deal. Like I, or yeah. And and why why try to build like to build something from nothing? 
that's hard. That's much harder than capitalizing on the momentum that you've already got going. We know this. We know how hard it is to start a new job and the and the learning curve that you have to you have to get trained in the new culture of the of the the company. Man, oh man, oh man. I, I mean, man. Ah. Yeah. Why did you do that? You guys, he could <laughs> he could have won the championship right now and then gone to LA. Yeah. What are you doing? He could have man? gotten any contract you want. If he was like, I want a one year deal. Exactly. Anybody would give it to him. Yeah. And with his load management, plus all the other weirdness of this season, that Clipper team never really all got to play together. Add in the fact that uh, Beverly had some injuries in the, in the receding games. Lou Williams was quarantined because he had the best wings in Atlanta. <laughs> uh, lemon pepper Lou. Lemon That's pepper. Yeah. Oh, Is that man. the name of the wings sauce? Mm-hmm. Nice. I mean, he's like all of that, all of that drama. I mean, it's easier. I mean, San Antonio, uh, Detroit. It's easier to win in a city where there's not much going on. I mean, not not easier to win. It, it it's simpler. It's yeah. simpler to win in a place like Toronto where it's like. The only celebrity that exists there is Drake, and he doesn't even live there. <laughs> yeah. And he's so safe, right? Going out with Drake is probably like, you know, having some cookies and milk and whatever. <laughs> I'm not a Drake fan. Um, yeah. I'm not a Drake fan either, but it, like, I've seen, you know, sometimes, like, especially during like a regular season game, you'll see like they'll do a pro- player profile. Where they're like, who's your favorite? What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite artist? And so many of these young players say Drake. I feel like he's the emperor's new clothes. (laughs) We're going to realize like, oh, wait a second. Oh, that was the guy from Degrassi. We made a mistake for the past decade. He's he's lasted a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, He definitely has. And actually, uh, uh, his songs, some of his uh, like his songwriting or the production on his music is is I actually like quite a bit. I'm just not a fan of like him as an <laughs> entity. Yeah, it just doesn't do a lot for me. I'm like, what what are, what are we what are we singing about here? Yeah, what's your story? Nah, you started from the bottom. Soft That's right. Pass. That's the story. <laughs> started from the bottom. Now we here. Okay. Yeah. Started from the bottom. You know, child actor. That's the bottom. Okay, Drake. Yeah. Uh, look, I get it. I'm sure he's had to overcome a lot in his life. I just don't care. I'm just not interested in his story or his rapping. Yeah. But yeah, the amount of people, the amount of, especially NBA players that are like, yeah, I like Drake. I'm like, you know that Kendrick Lamar exists, right? <laughs> right. You know that that's available. What are you doing? Listen to this candy ass rap. Man, I got a lot of opinions today. Yeah, no, keep them coming. <laughs> I, I also think that, like, because Drake is in a position of power and he's making a lot of money, like people at ESPN are all up on his jock, and you know, you just you don't go against somebody, you know, you don't go against the, the winning team, right? So you go, yeah, I like Drake. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I think that also plays into the appeal. Like, I think people. I think people see Drake 
like they see these ridiculous YouTubers or whatever. And they like, look, I'm like, God damn, that's the life I want. Maybe I don't love his, every one of his songs or think he's like a badass, but man, I would like to be hanging out courtside. I would like to be doing all this stuff he does. So I like Drake. Mm, I mean, yeah. I, I too would like to have a meaningless life. <laughs> you might have a meaningful life. Uh, maybe, but probably not. I'd uh, like but, to have a meaningful life and sit courtside. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I, 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 I can only have one or the other. Right. Yeah. No, I want that Spike Lee life. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a much bigger fan of that fan than I am of this other fan. Yeah. And Jack, yeah, there's a lot of fans to be a fan of though, aren't there? There's, yeah. There's every team, every team should have its like superstar courtside fan. Oh, for of, sure. And but it's a lot a shame of cities don't have that. crystal for the for the Clippers. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Uh but a lot of cities aren't going to have that. Uh I mean, who's the uh who's the Memphis Grizzlies? I guess they could have a country music star. Yeah. Yeah. Orlando, does Orlando have their local celebrity? Um I don't think anybody's from Orlando. I'd be like a like goofy like yeah that whole uniform. yeah 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 it's definitely going to be a goofy celebrity i'll tell you that much. oh yeah uh, but like, <laughs> yeah but uh golden state's got e40 like i'd much rather have e40 as my super fan than drake is e40 a uh like oakland based rapper oh for sure yeah. you don't know Look i don't e40. know but now he's, i know he's been around for a while um he is uh, he's one of those rappers that is like Fat Joe that has like kind of been there the whole time. And you're like, oh, yeah, Fat Joe. Yeah, yep. he's had some bangers. Yeah. But he hasn't been like at the very top. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, E40 has been around since the early 90s. So Kawhi now is having second thoughts about the big move to L.A. Uh do you think he is, or do you think he's, I, he's just probably not just like uh, thinking? What it do, baby? <laughs> <laughs> what it don't? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't think he's having any regrets. Uh, you know, he's from LA. He he's he 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 really balled. He balled out. He he played really huh. well. He did when he was the on only the difference board. between Kawhi this year and Kawhi last year. I mean, he has the same number of titles. He just has a lot more money and he lives in LA. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> just, right. Yeah. I'm just like 20, I'm $35 million richer than I was this time last year. I'll take right. it. Right. Yeah. And nobody is after this playoffs talking about Kawhi the way we talk about Paul George. We're not like, I don't know. Is Kawhi really that good? <laughs> like, and he, he has one more year like where he's locked in to LA. So he could, he could start whatever super team he wants in two years. There is going to be, I mean, this off season, I think we're going to see a lot of player movement. We're going to see players like Chris Paul get traded, probably Oladipo. Actually, before Denver made this miraculous run, I was thinking Oladipo to Denver. Maybe that still is in play, um, but maybe they don't need it. I don't know. Uh, so he's going to move um, probably a few others. But then like, then you start thinking, like, is it time to move Harden if Houston decides to blow it up? Um, uh, then 
both Kawhi and Paul George are going to be on the move in a season AD possibly, but I think he'll stay in LA as long yeah. as possible. Um, Giannis becomes a free agent. It's like a lot of things are getting shaken up. And on top of that, I think this playoffs would, I've, I really feel like we're starting to see the next generation of stars with bam Siakam, uh, Duncan Robinson, Tatum, <laughs> yeah, Tatum. Uh, okay. I was kidding about Duncan, but Tatum like really has emerged as like one of yeah. the superstars. And next year, the Golden State Warriors are going to be back at full capacity. Absolutely. And it's going without Iguodala really though. In that but they've got Wiggins. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying that that Andre Iguodala is one of those emotionally. He's one of those glue players. One of those oh, yeah. guys that oh. he. It, it, the addition of him on the court um, and on the bench um, adds so much more than it detracts. Yeah. I mean, uh, Miami's definitely happy they have him. And Jay Crowder was kind of a throw in. in the I know. Game. That's the best part about that deal. Like, yeah. Jay, Jay Crowder is former all star Jay Crowder. Is he? Has he been an all star? I don't think so. Wasn't he on the Atlanta team? No, it's Damari Carroll. That's that's the other uh, the other guy with the other the guy long, like that long braids <laughs> yeah um yeah. oh yeah Damari Carroll um I think this could be the um this loss to Denver could be the emotional boost that um, L A clip the L A Clippers need to possibly make a run for the finals I, I think wow. I, yeah, I think it could I think it could really catapult them there. It might be the thing that really, really motivates and focuses Paul George. Um not that he hasn't been focused, but like he's such a good he's such a good defender. Like I feel bad for Paul George. He's such a good defender, and there's so many shots of him with his hand outstretched losing <laughs> to a buzzer beater right in his eyeball. Yeah. The he one deserves, that he deserves better than this. He deserves to play better than he played this year. And I, I maybe he needs to see a therapist. Maybe there's something like deep down that's like, you know, he I don't want to psychoanalyze him, but like, you know, but I maybe, will. Maybe he does. <laughs> maybe he maybe he feels like he doesn't deserve it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But something happened and it was definitely something mental. Yeah, he was he was not himself these playoffs. The one thing about his hand stuck out thing, uh the the Devin Booker buzzer beater this year, that was not Paul George's fault. That was just an amazing shot. Yeah. I know, that's why I'm saying I don't I he doesn't deserve all this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he deserves he deserves to be remembered better. Yes. Hopefully he will be. Yeah. I like I hope guy. so too. I really hope so too. Giannis, on the other hand, will not. (laughs) Chris Paul. Chris Paul will be well remembered. Um, You know, he'll he'll be he'll be remembered for a lot of things off the court. He'll be remembered commercials. Yeah. Oh boy, Mm -hmm. State Farm. Carlton. Uh, Like in the same way that you know people are remembering Mello for his three gold medals, which is like, uh, okay. People I remember, remember, I remember Mello for his pull-up twos. <laughs> uh. um, yeah. Uh, Chris Paul will be remembered for his leadership, for um, for guiding the NBA through this time, yeah. for 
Um, for punching guys in the nuts. For punching men in the nuts. Is it just me or has there, has there been a lot of nut shots in the bubble? There really has There's been. There's been a lot, right? I mean, some also, accidental, but right. there has well, why, been. Yeah. Why don't players wear protection? There's got to be protect like cups or like some kind of harder exterior for your balls. Yeah, I guess they they figure it's not going to happen, so they don't want to deal with the chafing. Yeah. I guess. I, I don't understand players that don't wear mouth guards. Yeah. Like, oh, I would oh, do that. Man, sure. definitely. I would wear a mouth guard every single game, unless you just have these crazy teeth. <laughs> I guess, like, some people have, like, super strong skulls, and they can take getting hit in the jaw a bunch, but... I'm not that. Well, I would wear the leather helmet too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I kind of would too. Right. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that make you more like not a leather helmet, but like head or the, head gear, the, head the, the, the rip Hamilton mask. <laughs> I mean, it's like he did like, I see why he did that. Yeah. It makes you more fearless driving to the lane for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's annoying. Yeah, but once you got used to it, he never stopped. I know. Well, proof is in the pudding. He won a championship. (laughs) The greatest player of all time. The only thing that matters. (laughs) (laughs) He's up there with Robert Ori in my book. (laughs) (laughs) Always about six titles behind him, but yeah, he's great. Right. So uh, who who are you taking in this Denver-LA series that starts tonight? Tonight's game or the series? The series. LA. LA in um five, maybe six. Yeah, I just I just don't think there's an answer for AD in this one. I, I just think he's he's just too much and the the Denver interior defense just isn't gonna be able to um contain him. So no, I think it's it's probably gonna be probably gonna I think it might be six though. I'm gonna go six. Yeah. I'll I'll do Lakers in five. Um yeah, they're not going to be able to pick on AD the way they picked on Trez. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In my rank, my personal rankings of who I want to win the title, it's Heat, number one, Lakers, two, uh, Denver, three, Boston, four. Yeah. Has anyone even been talking about Heat Lakers and the like LeBron Riley reunion? in the finals like oh. how awesome would that be oh great hmm. yeah yeah Absolutely. does o'reilly uh resent lebron for leaving well he did at the time i think they made peace um but like he like kind of called him out for quitting and you know yeah yeah because it kind of was a situation where he saw oh this team because wade was kind of towards the end of his career and was bad in that last year's playoffs. And he just saw oh, this is, we're not going to win here. I'll find, I'll take my talents to yeah. the And Midwest. it was, I mean, it was chickening out. Like there's no question, but if, if I'm LeBron, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting out of here because Wade is an icon and they're going to let him stay here forever. And he shouldn't be, like he can't be a second, the second best guy on the championship team anymore. I don't know. I don't know if it's chickening out, if you resign, like I play a lot of backgammon and if somebody doubled the game to me when I'm losing, I'd be like, okay, no, <laughs> that's what LeBron did. I mean, it's, it's not chickening. It's just reasonable. You know, he's, a, he's, no, I think, a, it's, he's I think it's totally reasonable. I thought it was, I thought it was a reasonable move, but it's also, 
Yeah, I mean, but I mean, Riley can't call someone cutthroat either, right? Like, didn't he just ditch the Knicks and go to right. Miami? <laughs> well, I mean, if given the opportunity to leave the Knicks, I think. Oh, I know that's I would, I you would know, do. But, the Knicks is a ship that doesn't even have rats on it anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> then when someone does it to you, you're like, well, that was rude. <laughs> right exactly yeah yeah you feel a little salty yeah i don't know how you could hold a, a grudge against lebron james though i mean no. it seems like that guy actively looks to make peace at every opportunity and and can even fool you into <laughs> you know yeah i mean let's do, let's do an yeah, to him. They, they made up. i think they're cool yeah i think so too and riley's got to be happy with where his team is right now oh yeah Gotta be. Yeah. And they have uh, some big con like they have some big contracts coming off the books. So well, not really. I guess it's Dragic. Dragic will probably I was gonna say Dragic was making nineteen million and will probably get a pay cut, but I don't know now. Yeah. Yeah. But he's gonna he's not gonna be like he's at an age now where he's not going to be this good again. Yeah. Right. Like he might, you know, he'll be like a little bit less, a little bit less every year. So I don't think he's going to get a raise or anything. But yeah. No, definitely not. Why not? Why not have a team with like eight to 10 guys who are making 10 to 15 million dollars a year? Because it almost never works. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be working right now. Yeah. But like, how many teams can you point to where that was the recipe for success? It's the Detroit. The yeah. Right. <laughs> and and I'll I'll tell you, Micah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was like four years ago, right? <laughs> oh God, I'm old. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for joining this week of and breaking down the NBA and all its hot action. Anything you'd like to plug before we get out of here? I um I don't have a link yet, mm -hmm. uh, but I have started a new podcast with a friend of mine who is deathly afraid of death and I could care less. <laughs> and so it's a podcast called we're dying. We're all dying. And uh, we talk about death and dying. Wow. That's yeah. Wow. That's it's a pretty I'm fun structure. Uh, she does all the research and then uh, I come on and there's a death of the week, an obituary of the week, a personal question, a practical question, and then a quiz. And it all revolves around death. I love it. I'm going to listen yeah, to it on my fun. morning jog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That, have, have I told you my theory about uh, joggers and hikers? No. Mm -hmm. but you shouldn't do either because uh, a hiker always goes missing. Mm-hmm. And then the jogger always finds the dead hiker. Right. So either way, you're screwed. <laughs> either way. If you find way, if you find a dead body, it's just it's going to be a lot of paperwork. It's a lot of paperwork, and but at least you can fill in occupation as hiker. Yeah. Always going to be a hiker if you're looking. If you find a dead body, nine times out of ten, it's a hiker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, miss, a missing hiker. <laughs> yeah. Hiking Don't through hike hiking through the back alleys. So. <laughs> yeah no it washed off the mountain and into the uh yeah sewer system of uh inner city absolutely john anything any parting shots no nothing nothing to plug um but that sounds like a cool podcast micah yeah micah. 
it's been pretty fun so far. We've recorded three, and I think we'll probably start putting it out within the next few weeks here. Sweet. I can't wait to hear it. All right, folks, uh, you can follow me at Larry the Athlete on all your favorite social media platforms, and you could please subscribe to Larry Knows Sports. Good night, folks. Good night, folks.